fucking check that shit. That doesn't look. Oh, that's exactly right. Liar! Looks like we're in the money. We are in the fucking money ball, dude. Dude, money oh, ball. You brought Brad Pitt and me, Jonah Hill, because we're money balling. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, of course. I like that movie. Ulami. It's like one of those Ulami. true story kind of movies when you hear about it, you're like, is that going to be interesting you, and good? Can thing? you name another actor in that movie? Um, Jonah Hill. Chris Pratt. And Chris Pratt. Yeah, he's one of the baseball yeah. players. Have you seen it recently? Or no, I just no. I liked it. It was like it was kind of like the Air, the newer movie that came out about mm-hmm. uh, Michael Jordan getting the deal with Nike. Uh, it's just one of those that to hear the premise, I was like, I don't know if I care about sports history. And then you actually watch the movie, and you're like, Oh, this was super good. I really enjoyed this. I'm glad I took the time. Fucking sport history. I don't sport. Do you sport? I got reprimanded in a GameStop recently for not caring about sports, and it felt a little off-putting. They were trying to beat your ass, right? I'm like, guy, we're in a GameStop. Why are you yelling me about football? They're like, you watch the game. It's called GameStop, <laughs> buddy. The big sport. <laughs> they only had Madden. Yeah. It was the only yeah, game was, they were selling <laughs> on every wall. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Madden jump scare? There's a Madden jump scare? Yeah. No? No, yeah. It's like an old commercial or something? <laughs> I'll, I'll, show you. I'll show you. Is it just Steve Madden? He just pops out. He's like, hey, I'm Steve Madden. He's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Steve Madden. <laughs> is that his name? No, no, it's the shoe person. Who's the, who's the football one? See, John this, Madden. Joe Madden. <laughs> Dude, what a family. They got football and shoes. <laughs> I got to show you the Madden jump scare. Here it comes. Oh, actually, I think this is a bad version. I think this is a good version right here. All right, we can only see the good version of this. That's very funny. Oh, it's like Jaws. <laughs> okay, so that was the bad. That was the bad version. <laughs> here, I guess. <laughs> I guess let's. Let's try to find the normal version. We still got the bad version in the end. I hope this is a good one. (laughs) Sorry to our audience for that fucking pain. Just blew the speakers out of whatever you're listening to. Okay, so this is a bad version too. I can't find the normal version. Does he normally say something? No, it just comes out and it's supposed to be like a crowd cheering. Oh, okay. But it's just him and he looks like that and it's just like, ah. <laughs> Let's see if this is it. This feels like the right beginning. Yeah. Okay. So you, you literally missed it, but that's... <laughs> I at least heard it that time. Jesus Christ. Is, that's Steve Madden, huh? That's the shoe man. I wonder if anyone ever actually got scared from that. <laughs> I'm sure people did. It was like the train coming down, uh, like that old footage of the train in the theater. All the people would literally jump out of the way. <laughs> they should play that before any major sports yeah. film. So I just found out that AVP is not only um, Alien vs. Predator, but it's also like... Beach Volleyball? Beach Volleyball what, is, what the fuck could that possibly stand for? I don't know. Let's, I just saw it. Let's see. It stands for Association of Volleyball <laughs> Professionals. <laughs> like they were trying really hard. <laughs> They're like, I really like it when the alien and the predator fight. Can we somehow name our association that? <laughs> It'll draw more fans. They're going to look up aliens. They're going to get sports booty. <laughs> it's a genius tactic. Genius tactic. 
Uh, hey, look, it's those characters you like. Oh, they're yeah. gone forever now. But yeah, gone forever. Uh, sports are good, man. Sports are good, man. I just don't care about them. No, you gotta like sports. Which sport, though? All of them? Billiards. Billiards. That's a good call. Or darts. Bowling. We should get into the more, like, the, the, the bar type major league sports. We, and the thing is with the sports world, there's too many options. Exactly. It's just like anything. It's just like, how do you choose between flamingo ball and, you know, pickleball? You know, it's like, <laughs> they're both just so much fun. Have Who the you, fuck? Have you seen this before? <laughs> Pete Weber? Listen closely to what he says. Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. And he got it! That is why I did it! That's number five! Are you kidding me? That's right! Who do you think you are? I am! Damn it, right! I bet he won like $15 or something too. <laughs> like nothing worth all that cheering. Oh, hell. <laughs> There's no. I'm trying to find the. You goddamn. You fucking. I'm quite a thousand. Where is it? You're ugly. I can't find it. Give me two. Give me two hundred dollars. I'm a demon. Oh. Where is it? So I'm coming. What? <laughs> ugly. What? Where the fuck is it, dude? All right, we're gonna do a. F- oh, bro. I don't know. I like that. I never sucked it. There's no video. I'm a demon. I thought it was over here. I guess I'm completely wrong. I hope you get in. <laughs> I love me. You're an alcoholic. I got new. Cheeseburger. Pervert. <laughs> I'm a demon. Okay, this one's. Wait a minute. If somebody gets sick, they, you they fucking blame goddamn it on fucker. Okay, I finally fucking found it. <laughs> you fucking goddamn fucker. <laughs> With all the way at the top, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Makes but, me think of Balls of Fury where he's like, that is right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. At least that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like this guy, he says, "Who do you think you are? I am to an entire crowd of people. <laughs> like, like they, uh, the whole crowd was doubting him, and he's like, "Who do you think you are? I am. I am the thing you think you are. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you mean? Another five? Are you kidding me? That's right. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck does that mean?" Oh, God. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see if this explains it. I was thinking what I was going to say to the kid that was giving me trouble during the match, and it was like I wanted to say, who do you think you are with me in my house? Yeah. You know, and it just came out, who yeah. do you think you are, I am. So. And that's the best part of the story that I think a lot of people don't know. That was directed to a 12-year-old kid. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 12, 13, 14, you know, I'm not real sure. But, that makes it even better. Like, the, but, yeah. the, the, so what was it, the kid was, like, heckling you during the game? Well, he, he rooted out loud a couple times against me. The second frame when I left oh, the so 10th inning. Oh, this was the person he was playing he, against. Just loud enough, yes, you know, that when I left the 10th pin, And, you know, I don't care if you root. But don't root loud enough for me to hear. Yeah. You know, because that just <laughs> takes away from everything. But it pisses me off. So, you know, when I get mad, I I let people know about it. And I've never held back. I was thinking what I was... Okay, well, now I respect this even more. <laughs> I want to see the kid. They should have gone, like, immediately camera in on the kid. And he's fucking... The kid crying. <laughs> Like, where is he? I want to see him in the crowd. He must be right there in the front. 
Like, I bet he's right there. Like, there's a bunch yeah, of kids. There's a kid there. There's a group of kids right there in the front. I think that's probably him. Let's, <laughs> let's try to figure out who this kid is. Yeah, I want to look at these fuckers. <laughs> okay, let's see. Are you kidding me? Right there. It's that kid. It's got to be that, that fucking kid. kid right there. Blue emo hair. He looks so upset. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. Look at the kid next to you. Yeah. Oh, he's so <laughs> mad. Pete Weber's so mad at these fucking kids, dude. Like, who you calling a dill hole? <laughs> who do you think you are? I am! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he looks right at him. He points at him. <laughs> he says that to him. He's still looking directly at him when he says that. I dream of a grudge match like this in my life. <laughs> They need to make this movie, and it's Will Ferrell playing Pete Weber, and it's the kid who never speaks the whole movie, and he's so mad at that kid. He just never says anything, but it's just the root of his anger. Oh, Steve Buscemi could play him. Oh, that'd be good, too. I kind of like Will Ferrell, just yeah. the unhinged he would do, but Steve Buscemi would be amazing. <laughs> I want, like, Pete Davidson or something to be the kid, and yeah. just an oversized man just trying to play a 12-year-old just... Yeah, he has an ID card that says I am 12. They show that at some point in the movie. It's like bench, <coughs> bench warmers. Do you remember that? Oh, goodness. I haven't seen bench warmers in a long ass time, dude. Yeah, bench warmers is a good movie. What's oh, the guy that plays uh, Napoleon Dynamite? He should be the kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is his name? Is it John? Lizamo. John, John Header? Yeah, dude. Right on the header, dude. Hell yeah. Hit dude. it right on the header. I got that nail right on the header. <laughs> He's already been in a movie with Will Ferrell. That's <laughs> true. Blades Perf- of Glory. Perfect reunion for those two. Yeah. <laughs> it's another sports movie. Yeah. <laughs> in the same vein. Oh, man, that's incredible. I'm so glad you showed me this. I'd never seen that before. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Prince. Here's Gourlami. <laughs> You coming in just fucking hot and steamy over there. Hello, Kenny. Hey, Ian. This is the show. This is, in fact, the show. Who watches the Watchers? My name is Ian. And this is Kenny. I think we just got through that, but that's yeah. okay. Well, I'm, I call you Kenny. You call me Ian. Sometimes y'all call me Ken. Oh, that's true. Kenneth. Kenneth. Yeah. You're Ianeth. Ianeth. No. <laughs> yeah, what did we say? Ionathan. Ionathan. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this week we're talking about Hard Boiled. Dude, fucking... <sighs> From, what was year was it? 1995? right? Oh, it's yeah. It's, it's yeah. 92. John Damn. Woo film. The first John Woo film I've seen before he left China. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, this is like maybe his most iconic Chinese film, at mm-hmm. least here in the States. And I think with good reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's an insane movie that's wonderful and bombastic and insane. I already said insane, but... Dude, it, it deserves it twice. twice. Yeah, for sure. For this fucking movie, absolutely. Uh, written by John Woo as well as directed by John Woo. We got some other writers credited, Barry Wong and Gordon Chan. 
Um, and the description on IMDb is a tough as nails cop teams up with an undercover agent to shut down a sinister mobster and his crew. And that's uh, pretty true. Yeah, pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, this is obvious. Uh, this is we just recently did uh, Mission Impossible one. Mm-hmm. And the reason why this came into your mind. Yeah, because I knew that I wanted to watch this movie before we ever watched Mission Impossible 2 and <clears throat> Face Off. Because both of those movies directed by John Woo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm glad we watched it. It's starring Chow Yun-Fat, who, you know, you might know from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm-hmm. He's been in a few other American movies. I think he did one with Stifler. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Called The Bulletproof Monk, which I've actually seen before. And I don't remember a fucking second of it. But uh, I like how Stifler's literally doing Stifler face. Yeah, it's the only <laughs> face he can make. <laughs> Narky. We, we find out it was a Botox like job gone done, wrong. Done, gone wrong. <laughs> I like I like how the cover has three actors on it, but only two are credited. This woman is just completely unknown. <laughs> They're like, we need a female element on the cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stifler's there. It's got to be sexy. Yeah, and he's not fucking Chow Yun Fat. We know that for a fact. Um, the as, true sex appeal. As a kid, maybe middle school, maybe even younger, uh-huh. I used to think Chow Yun Fat's name was funny. As an American who's not, you know, used to yeah. Chinese names, You're like his name has fat in it. <laughs> well, not only that, it has Chow in it. And I used to make the joke Chow Yum Fat. <laughs> like you Chow, you say Yum, yeah. and then you get fat. You fat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brilliant. Very middle school <laughs> of an idea. We still appreciate it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I've not seen a lot of Chow Yun Fat movies. I've, I, we saw. I know you've seen Dragon Ball Evolution, where he plays Master Roshi. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have indeed. No, I, and I think this was the first time I ever really saw him as a leading man in this way because mm-hmm. I definitely haven't seen Bulletproof Monk before. Even though now that you mentioned, it, I have heard, at least heard of it. Yeah, know? I didn't realize he was the Bulletproof Monk in that movie. Yeah, and it's crazy because he didn't do a movie in between Crouching Tiger. And- Hidden Dragon and Bulletproof Monk. He's like these are these are both uh, equal tier. <laughs> like one so. comes out in two thousand, and then he. I guess it takes him three years to get to America, to then team up with Stifler <laughs> for Bulletproof Monk, <laughs> which is a gun f- gun fu movie as fuck. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was definitely sticking to the same style of movies that he was doing mm-hmm. coming out of China. You yeah, action packed. You know. Um, but it makes sense that he would kind of do both elements, you know, to kind of push our, or, you know, to for our audience, you know. Yeah, That he would exactly. do something like Crouching Tiger. Crouching Tiger, <clears throat> Hidden Dragon is obviously a critical darling. I've mm-hmm. never seen it. Same, I to be honest. I would love to watch it, especially after watching uh, Hard Boiled. Guess look- what I know what we're doing next week. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Hard Boiled. Uh, it's also starring Tony Leung, who we just recently saw. Shang-Chi dead. Yeah, he's Shang-Chi's dead. Um, he's also in a really wonderful movie called In the Mood for Love, uh-huh. which is like a really great Chinese film about uh, neighbors that fall in love with each other. It's right there. Yeah, you just passed it. Well, that's uh-huh. uh, that's a remake. No, that's down like below. A, two, do- two down. Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. Where he plays someone named Chao Mu Wan. Oh. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, obviously- That's me. When I chow, <laughs> then I mo- I want mo. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you flip his name a little bit, but- yeah. <laughs> Uh, this movie also has a bunch of other actors. I know that Philip Chan is like a a long running mm-hmm. Chinese, and he's the police detective or the dep or the lieutenant. I guess yes. is what he would be. Yeah, 
And he he's also been chief inspector in a bunch of fucking like action films from China. Also, like he used to be a leading man. He would have been the leading man if this movie had come out like a few years sooner. Yeah, like five six years sooner. Um, but I mean, Chow Yun Fat had actually, you know, had already kind of even made his own prolific mm-hmm. name through John Woo movies up until this yeah. point, you know. And so yeah. he, him and Tony Lung, both having been leading men in John Woo films prior to this film, it yeah. makes perfect sense that he would bring his two most beloved leads mm-hmm. and be like, "No, let's mush them. Let's make them kiss." You know, he's like, this, has his two dolls. He's like, "Go yeah. kiss." <laughs> this is kind of this movie. If I could describe it for American audiences, it's like if you mushed together. Um, Die Hard and The Departed and made it come out in 1992 and this is that movie because it literally becomes that like for sure yeah all the way through i you had showed me the cover for this movie before mm-hmm. because you're like look at this amazing cover mm-hmm. for this film which is fucking chow yun fat holding a baby that seems two sizes too big <laughs> yeah. for some reason <laughs> you, and it looks amazing yeah and you showed this to me and you're like look how funny this looks and so going into this movie and being like oh it's this movie i was like oh this movie's gonna be funny as hell <laughs> And little did I know I was getting myself into one of the greatest action films I have ever fucking seen in my entire fucking life. Yeah. I am so glad you brought this movie to the table. <laughs> I was fucking shook the entire time I was watching it because I was like, why is this so amazing? Why have they ever even tried to make another movie like this? This movie did it. You know, yeah. like, this movie got the job done. Why did we have to keep going and making more gun fu movies? Yeah, honestly, yeah. This movie definitely inspired stuff like The Raid, mm-hmm. which is also, I think, a Chinese movie or or from that, you know, it's from the East. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it, this movie inspired so many like huge bombastic like gun filled movie i think it even inspired the matrix in a lot of ways definitely no beyond a doubt anything moving forward from mm -hmm. this that has fucking martial arts mixed with gunfight i'm like it's all hard-boiled you know everything's just hard-boiled from here yeah (laughs) yeah truly because like this is just huge unbelievable action from the get-go. From the very... Well, first of all, I love how this movie starts oh, off yeah. with a fucking jazz bar and just two of our lead detectives just fucking just playing some jazz, <laughs> yeah. you know? like, And it's the greatest song. Like, I've had that song stuck in my head since I fucking <laughs> saw this movie. It's so good. And yeah. then you're right, but it goes from such a quiet, calm moment mm-hmm. immediately into the tea house yeah. shootout, which is insane. Yeah. I mean, just unbelievable. And knowing how China kind of, uh, like rates their movies are like you know make sure there's like mm-hmm. not terrible or like how they care about content over right. there i'm amazed that they were like oh mow down an entire room full of innocent people that's totally fine just don't show a boob yeah you know? don't like- show boob don't show somebody's skeleton <laughs> like <laughs> don't show too much belly button yeah. on a woman. <laughs> no no bones no belly button no but that's the three b's no bones no belly button no boobs <laughs> bullets that's Totally cool. That's though. the big B. That's Blood? The... <laughs> Get it everywhere, please. <laughs> so the tea house, the opening like fight, it's pretty great. We have unnamed detective along with our main character. Does who... he never get named? I'm sure he gets named, but we don't, we don't care. Like he... he's he's not consequential other than like mentioned later on. That's true. I guess I don't know. Is he Lionheart? Maybe. I don't know. But no, that feels like it would be part of the gang that he ends up going to deal with, right? Because like Foxy, Lonnie, Lionheart, they oh, kind of like gangster names, Mad Dog. You know? That's true. <laughs> That's a very good call. Um, but yeah, our main character is named Tequila, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. 
Uh, does he even drink tequila? I think it's like vodka, no, right? No, I think he's drinking vodka. Yeah, mixed drinks. Yeah, he's not even actually drinking tequila. I think it's just kind of a reference to like his badass, unhinged yeah. Western ways, you know, or something. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, he's like fucking Clint Eastwood, but like with more guns. And his drink of choice is like club soda and vodka, I think. He like, and he smashes it. He he puts a napkin over it and slams it against the table to let the fizz come up to and the top. And mix it, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Which it's, is crazy. That I, I'm sure that's a that's a classic way that people make drinks, but it's just crazy to see as like the main character's like, like drink cocktail of choice. Of choice yeah. <laughs> like he's fucking James Bond or something. Because you're right. I bet you anything, like the Bond movies and Clint Eastwood movies were John Woo's inspiration moving forward. Yeah. But instead of just being like a heavy coin dropped on a table and a glass of whiskey, he was yeah. like, no, we need like a much more like cinematic drink for him to enjoy. And that is truly our first scene, isn't it? Where he's yeah. pouring the drink and smashes it into the. Yeah. The and he's, pl- he's playing the jazz. He's a saxophonist. He's a oboe or a oboe. clarinet. It's one okay. of those two. I always yeah. get those fucking stupid ass long black sticks mixed up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right away, you're like, okay, this is our main character he loves jazz he loves this drink and he he's good with guns Mm -hmm. and the 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 tea house shootout there's canaries on every table yeah it's like this weird bird kind of themed i wonder if if that's a theme or if that's a thing yeah like i wonder if that's a cultural thing or if that's like oh no that restaurant you get canaries on the table like i I think i think it's like that because i know like japan has a lot of stuff like that where it's like come drink tea with cats or little (laughs) pigs or you know it's like a whole room just full of little pigs that you can go and have a meal or something and then hang out with little pigs you know (laughs) so i have to believe it's just like the the theme of that that particular tea house where it's meant to, I guess, be like spiritually significant, mm-hmm. maybe to have like the canary with you while you're enjoying. Yeah. You know? Maybe it's more soothing, like, like the a, sound, the ambiance that the canary creates, maybe. Or a sign of peace. You know, I can yeah. imagine like maybe even way back then, it's like to have a canary on the table meant we can't war. You know? Yeah, we can't, we can't <laughs> fight. We can't argue if there's a canary on the table. <laughs> but they did not take that advice because they put a bunch of guns in the bottom of their yeah. fucking. So we see cages. an arms deal going on. And obviously, Chow Yun Fat and uh, I'm just gonna call him Tequila from here on. Yeah, out. Tequila and his partner are there to thwart this operation. Um, and in doing so, there's a huge gunfight. But I was wondering, like they the guns are hidden in the base, like the poop area, yeah. basically of the canary cage. Was the restaurant in on it? No, because I think the kid at the front that gives them their canary uh, tells them like, "Hey, they're they're doing they're you like he kind of gives them like, "Hey, they haven't showed up yet, but they're going to be here in a minute." Okay. And so I think it's just something that they've been using as a way to like get these illegal drug deals. Yeah, like laundering them through this tea house, who I don't think is supporting it in any way. Yeah, they're, they're probably under the thumb of whatever you yeah, know, gang it is. Yeah, because then we don't even really know who the gang. Yeah, because then we're introduced to two gangs going forward. One yeah. of them is. Um, and I don't think either of them were that gang because they don't. We true. don't really hear about the implications of that tea house incident after the fact. Besides the fact that Tequila's partner right. dies, you know that seems to be the big um, dramatic. And the fact that we learn that there's undercover cops mm-hmm. deep within these, these gangs. gangs yeah. But that was one of the most confusing parts for me when it came to the beginning. Yeah, did that? Co- we get this big reveal that the last guy that he kills with this insane 
shot yeah. to the face. You know, he like yeah. spits out his toothpick and gets the blood in his face. We find out that was a police officer, an okay, undercover yeah. cop, and right. the lieutenant's fucking pissed. He's like, yes. dude, you fucking killed my rat. Yeah, but you know? he's also like the biggest enforcer for the gang. That's what I'm saying. He kills so many people, including Tequila's yeah. partner, who's also a cop. Did he not realize they were cops, like yeah. trying to stop them? Why, why at no point was he like, hey, hey, I'm an officer, like yeah. stop shooting, you know? Like he fucking fights with a fucking Uzi to the end. Yes, you know? like, I know, yeah. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> he's he's like a crazy maniac. Yeah. But I wonder if they're supposed to be like I want because Tony Leung's character is the same way. Where yeah. his boss is Uncle Hoy, and he then trades on Uncle Hoy to go join with Johnny Wong. Yeah. But he has like an actual like ad- admirership yeah. with Uncle, Uncle Hoy. Yeah, yeah. He feels bad betraying him. So I wonder if like this is supposed to be a struggle that the movie was supposed to convey, which is that like that sometimes they deep. get too undercover that they fall in love with the job mm-hmm. and so they're willing to like kill innocent people because of it. And know? other cops in the yeah. name of protecting their cover. Which yeah. is crazy. Um but yeah, so there there's this whole shootout. His partner gets riddled with Uzi bullets twice. He's literally covered in blood, had to like like you know, collar of his shirt <laughs> down to his toes, covered in blood. But then there's this whole like flipping scene where Chow Yun Fat like rolls over like a table that has all that flour on it. And he gets covered in the flower, and suddenly he's like a specter of death. <laughs> and he got he has the gun pointed to the guy's head, like you were saying, and he spits his toothpick out of him. <laughs> and it's there's just a handful of moments with this movie where I don't know if it's from the age or what, but mm. it kind of loses its like like quality in that and just in that moment it goes total B film because yeah. of the way that it like cut shots where he shoots him and then the blood splatters yeah. in his face. It looks so silly. It looks awesome. It, yeah. But I love it. <laughs> yeah. It it looks fantastic. It's incredible. And I think it's literally saying like like you he's like the fucking Grim Reaper. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love what the lieutenant says after. He's like, give the guy one gun and he's Superman. Give him two guns and he's a god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's true. Yeah. This man's fucking unstoppable when you put two guns in his hands. And I fucking love the dual wielding that yeah. we get throughout this whole film. It's just fucking... And this yeah. film definitely uh, suffers from infinite bullet syndrome. Yes. But oh, I also yeah. totally appreciate <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, through it, through its inspiration all the way down, like this is this is the birth of John uh, John Wick. You know what I mean? Like this is Beyond all the all the stuff. Regardless, anyways, going getting back to the this movie. movie was the birth of gun fu, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I'm sure uh, John Woo's films prior to this were just as ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, this is like, I think this is the the touchstone of what made it popular. Yeah, beyond a doubt. Um. He does have an earlier movie called The Killer that mm-hmm. I am very interested in watching now, and it is Isn't Chow, Chow Yun-Fat, who's oh, okay. also leading the role. Tony Lung's in Bullet in the Head, oh, okay. which I also was a little interested in. I think I had heard of Bullet in the Head prior to this, funny uh-huh. enough, but, you know, it's just, I'd never taken the time to watch, it, you know, any of these movies, or, or you know, like, in, I never had a good reason to yeah. sit down and actually take the time. Well, know? if, listeners, if you're lis- listening and you're interested, this is on YouTube. You have a dub and a sub readily available for you on YouTube. The whole ass movie, it's incredible. Yeah, at this <laughs> at the time of recording this, it's it's up on YouTube. All you got to do is type in "hard boiled 1992" into YouTube search bar. You you're, got it. You're gonna get a couple of videos about making eggs, but then you get you go just a little farther, you can get the movie. I promise. <laughs> you know, I was hard boiled in 1992. I, I believe it, dude. That's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> you were still an egg. 
<laughs> getting hard boiled in your mama's tummy. In, in my mama's tummy. Uh, so tequila's dope. He's badass. His his uh, lieutenant, I guess, kind of hates his guts. Um, they're always at each other's throats throughout the whole movie until, which is crazy. This movie's basically split in two. Yeah, it's the whole. Like getting to know everybody introduction like is the first hour, and then the second hour is just hospital, just action hospital, <laughs> action hospital. Yes, there's a comic book called Action Hospital, but yes, yeah, really, this is, this, yeah, this is, it's this made into a yeah. comic, <laughs> pretty much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just insano mode going going forward. But uh, Captain Insano. <laughs> Captain fucking Insano, dude. One of our main antagonists, I think the main antagonist, yeah. is Johnny Wong, played by Anthony Chow Sang Wong. Nice. Um, he looks just like Martin Scarelli. Do you remember Martin Scarelli? I don't remember Martin Scarelli. He's the guy that purchased... Uh, <laughs> He purchased. Oh shit! Right there, I see it. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, he looks just like Martin Scarelli. He purchased Darafim or Darapim, and it was like a fifteen dollar drug for the users, uh-huh. and he boosted it all the way up to like almost two hundred bucks or some shit. Like that was that. just his his get rich scheme. He's like, I'm gonna take a cheap drug and make it way too expensive. Yeah, and he's famous for that. He's famous. Well, he went. He testified. He went to. I think he's in jail. Maybe he got out already. For what? For just making something more expensive? I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, for 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 hustling, he went to jail. <laughs> no, I think he he did some other like yeah. money shit. But also, Wu Tang was selling an album, one copy of an album for a million dollars, and he bought it. And so when the FBI seized all of his assets, they got the one. They got the one million dollar Wu Tang album. I bet it's and hung so, up in the Federal Bureau right now. And so the FBI issued a statement. They're like, "Stop asking us for the Wu Tang album. We're not releasing. We want it. It's ours." <laughs> They're just bumping Wu Tang in the fucking Federal Bureau of Investigation. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I think Johnny Wong looks just like Martin Scarelli if uh, he was like half Chinese. Equal villains, apparently. <laughs> he should play, should have played Martin Scarelli in his, in his biopic. In 1992. 1992. Before he was like born or whatever. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, what, we need to come up with a fucking rich, get rich quick scheme. Yeah, I know. You know? Right? What can we buy and just make way more expensive for no reason? <laughs> like a whole thing that we can corner a market. What uh like uh um, toothpicks, dude? Toothpicks. <laughs> They're like so easy to manufacture, and anyone can make them at any time. Hundred dollars a toothpick. <laughs> so I thought this movie was gonna do the thing where they just literally opt out from using cigarettes and just replace them with toothpicks. Oh yeah, kind of like how Drive did. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there's a totally a part where Tequila like lights up a cigarette. And I thought, like, his mouth fixed it. I thought for sure they were going to be like, oh, no, I quit smoking. Yeah. And I think that is kind of like a un- unspoken insinuation is that he probably was a smoker oh, who's quit. And yeah. that's him being like, all right, things are so fucked. I yeah. need that c- you know, I, like I finally I, need that I cigarette. I need it. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> ain't doing it at this point. <laughs> and it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Tony Leung's character. He plays Alan. Yeah. So our main characters are Tequila. And Alan. And Alan. <laughs> Alan's um, a pretty hot name for me right now. I can't help but think about Barbie's Alan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, he's like the other biggest badass in the world, and his name is Alan, and he's undercover. And you know, when he when we meet him, yeah. he literally assassinates a dude. Yeah, who for betraying Uncle Hoy. And then we go meet Uncle Hoy, and he's like the nicest old man in the galaxy. And All of his men love him to death. And even Tony Long's like, dude, this is why we respect you, because yeah. you're so awesome and respectable. Yeah. And it's like, why did this other guy betray him and get assassinated? Literally one scene later, yeah. Tony crazy. Long's like, you know what? Maybe I'll also betray him. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> God damn but it. it's I guess from the influence of that other guy. You yes. know, we see Uncle Hoy be like, "Don't fucking trust that guy," yeah. and then they literally have a whole conversation, and he just immediately does what that guy kind of recommends, which is like, "Fuck this old man, Johnny Woo's the future, Johnny Wong's the future." You know? Yeah, I wonder if I'm assuming it's him going deeper. You yes. know what I mean? It's him yeah. being like, "This is obviously the real problem mm-hmm. that I need to get involved with," and you know, yeah, because he's like, oh, "I don't want him to take Uncle Hoy down. I like this guy. I don't want him to go to prison for the rest of his life." He's like, "But I'll go for fucking Johnny Wong. Yeah. Fuck this turd." You know? Yeah, for sure. Like, I wonder if he was trying to prop up Johnny or Uncle Hoy to be like, pretty much like how Jack Nicholson is in The Departed, where he's like, "Yeah, I'm a big mob boss, but I'm also untouchable because I've already fed so much information to the feds." Yeah, you know what I mean? Like. I wonder if that's the direction he was trying to point all of this because, yeah, Johnny Wong is dangerous. Yeah. Like, far more dangerous than than Uncle Oi. And it's kind of crazy that the first assassination that we see Alan do in the library where he pulls the gun out mm-hmm. of the book. Fucking, fucking awesome. <laughs> fucking awesome. See, at this point, I thought it was going to be more like a murder yeah. kind of mystery, the way that they set that whole well, scene up. It's also up. called Hard Boiled. Yeah. So you think it's a detective story. Yeah. And the, you listen to the score that's going on in the yeah. background, and you're like, oh, this is dope noir detective. You know? yeah. This is a Chinese detective movie. <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> There's no skulking around in the shadows here. <laughs> um, let's take a very quick break, and then when we come back, we'll finish talking about Hard Boiled. We didn't take a commercial break during our uh, Mission Impossible episode. Oh, we didn't? And I had to just find one. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. fucking in love with this trailer. One of the handful of times we actually see someone reload. I know. <laughs> <Go ahead>. <laughs> <laughs> they put that in the trailer. It's fucking badass. Oh, 
Wow. Uh, this trailer is fucking sick. Like, I could just watch this trailer. Yeah. And this it's feels, a three-minute trailer. And this feels like it, it's more from, like, a detective series or something, yeah. you know? I feel like this would be, like, a show that, uh, oh, I want to see what this show is about, you know? Yeah, definitely. We got to talk about Eyepatch. Oh, yeah. The greatest, the greatest. This movie's got too many badasses in it, actually. <laughs> God, dude, there's... He's, he shoots two motorcycles. Dude, I bet little Michael Bay was just fully erect <laughs> this entire film. <laughs> His dick was exploding. This is what taught him with sex, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yelling on the boat? Yeah. It is a clarinet. Is He's, a clarinet. He fucking plays the Squidward instrument. <laughs> gimme. Oh, gimme. Teresa Moe. Yeah. I don't understand why John Woo would have ever stopped making movies like this, you know? Why he would go come to America and be like, but now I want to do like a shitty Mission Impossible movie. Uh, well, we'll see yeah. if it's shitty. <laughs> That's what I've kind of like just having looked around in this uh-huh. movie. That's basically everyone's opinion is that he, when he left China, he just came here and started making like toned down yeah significantly toned down versions of his films from there and i'm like but this shit would have sold here i feel like people obviously now eat this fucking shit up you yeah. know so i wonder what caused him to like feel like he had to like slow it down. tone it down a little bit mm-hmm. yeah for things like mission impossible and face off which i know don't have this level of action yeah. in them you know but i guess that makes sense on why the action in the Mission Impossible movies maybe immediately spikes up from the first film, you know, mm-hmm. where I talked about how Tom Cruise doesn't touch a gun the entire film. He yeah. doesn't fist fight a single guy, but I'm assuming all that happens in them too. Oh, know, yeah. I think the cover is him literally with an explosion in the background. He's holding <laughs> a gun, gun close to his face. <laughs> <laughs> um, John Woo's awesome. Okay, so this movie, Hard Boiled. It's the trailer, first of all, incredible. It's three minutes long. Sick ass trailer. Fucking sick ass. Probably one of the sickest trailers I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and it kind of showed like at least a little bit of every action scene, th- every big shootout that we get. Look, here's the cover. He has the gun. He really right has there. a gun. <laughs> Pulling it out of his leather vest. I mean, leather jacket. No, I mean, you see this. Imagine seeing this poster and, okay, imagine you're a teenager in 1992, you watch Hard Boiled. Yeah. Let's say 1993, because it probably took a while for it to come here on VHS or whatever. With your um, Miramax, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But then you're like a young adult, Mission Impossible 2 coming out in 2000, and you see this poster and you know it's directed by the guy from Hard Boiled. You're like, okay, probably the greatest movie ever made, right? <laughs> you're like, we get our own action star to lead a fucking Hard Boiled movie? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for Mission Impossible 2. But I am also. Like, regardless think, of what it is, I'm sure I'm still going to very much enjoy it. And it's yeah. something I feel like I should have seen 100 years ago. You I know? know. I'm very excited to see it. Because from the, the clips that we see here, these screenshots, it looks like <laughs> it looks like he's low-key playing <laughs> Patrick Swayze's character from... from Point Blake. You know what I mean? I need those sunglasses in my life. <laughs> those sunglasses are crazy. He looks like an alien. 
<laughs> Those are Scientology uh, grade. <laughs> you can see the flatness of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a Scientology belief. It is now. It is now. now. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about when we meet Tony Leung. He he assassinates that guy, and then Xiao Yun Fat comes over and he lays the book down where, like, somehow the blood has already like encased the area. Even though we see Tony Leung pick up the book when he leaves that table, the blood somehow perfectly congealed in the shape of the book. (laughs) And then in just a short amount of time, he finds the book, which I thought was kind of incredible. Yeah. And it was because Tony Leung didn't even, Alan didn't even push it in all the way. It was like barely out and he saw that there was blood along the edge of it. So he's like, oh, I think this might be the book. He's like, that was easy. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, regardless, Tony Leung is also communicating with the lieutenant. Yeah, and Teresa Mo. Through Teresa Mo. Yeah. yeah, So he's sending flowers to his assistant, I guess is his assistant. Mm Mm-hmm. We don't, they call her madam. Yeah. We don't really understand her position besides the fact that she obviously is the, like, source of yes. communication for Tony mm-hmm. um, or Alan. Yes. Um, but I was, yeah, I was kind of confused by that early on because they, obviously, her and Tequila have a relationship yeah. that they're kind of, like, it's trying like to get off. through. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I guess she's already started dating another guy who's treating her better. You yeah, know, like, that's the way. The, that's the way they, they think is happening. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously... What he's doing is he's sending notes that are songs, and then through the do, re, mi, la kind of like progression, they've associated numbers to them that then decode messages that the superintendent undoes in his in his computer, his yeah. like DOS That's computer. That's pretty complex. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just for him to be like. Don't eat the chicken. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's like, what does like, it mean? Yeah, he's like, fuck, I ate the chicken, didn't I? <laughs> you know, like he's like, damn it, tequila I ate the chicken. You know, it's just like because one of them literally was like, don't bite your own tail again. Yes. You know, and I was like, that could be interpreted in all kinds of ways. You know, <laughs> and that was in response to right. That was in response to tequila now following Johnny Wu, mm-hmm. which. This is the craziest jump is that like this movie sets up so much shit, but then like how did Tequila not know about Johnny Wu? Yeah. Then suddenly know about Johnny Wu. How did he not know about Alan, but then suddenly know about Alan? You know what I mean? World's greatest detective, dude. And just like (laughs) Alan kills one dude in a library and then suddenly all the pieces fall into place. It's Foxy. Oh, it is Foxy. That's right. He's like there. They like, don't they beat that guy up and get yes. information from him? Because so he, en- he ends up dying later, getting killed later on for yes. being working he's both the, sides. He's the informant. Mm-hmm. Foxy is his informant, which, by the way, they always meet at the jazz bar. Mm-hmm. Tequila and Foxy meet at the jazz bar, and the and the bartender is John Woo. Oh, the director? Yeah. That's badass. Yeah. So he's like Tequila's best friend <laughs> <laughs> and like spiritual mentor. Yeah. yeah. And so, okay, so that's how it all makes sense. Foxy's the one that spills the beans, like, oh, it's this new guy that's working with Johnny Woo, mm-hmm. you know, or Johnny Wong. Mm-hmm. And so. Can uh, you imagine if John Woo would have made the villain <laughs> named Abby? He kind of almost did. He's yeah. just a few letters away from being like, I'm the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, then that's why he gets the message, don't bite your own tail again, mm-hmm. is because all on Tequila's own accord, he goes and harasses Johnny Wong. Yeah. Before Alan like 
bashes him over the eyebrow. That's right. He like approaches the them outside of like the like a bar or police station or something. Yeah. I forgot about that scene. Yeah. And that that was one of the moments where I guess he really indicates that Alan is as capable as Tequila because mm-hmm. exactly you, everyone's so intimidated by Tequila and Alan just walks in and is like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> just knocks his ass out. Yeah. And for the rest of the movie, he has a bandage over his mm-hmm. eye, which is so cool. It's 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 the Chinatown bandage, you know, where Jack Nicholson wears it on his nose. That's right. Tequila's got it over his eyebrow. Dude, so many influences. <laughs> Wait, I'm sure Chinatown probably came out first, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like in the 80s. Yeah, it was like the 70s. No. <laughs> 80s. No, I've never seen that movie either. We've yeah. kind of talked about doing it for this podcast, but yeah. it's just never, you know. Taken also it. a Chinese movie. It takes place in China, right? Or no, it's Chinese in Chinatown. Produced? Oh, it's okay. In China. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, got me. <laughs> I can't believe we have our own little China, you know, in, in America. <laughs> yeah, we got we got them in like all our major cities. Just a little Chinatown. Why don't we have one in Texas? You think Dallas has, or Houston have Chinatowns? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. At least one of those two probably does, huh? Yes, I'm sure both of them do. Because I know Houston has like a big Korean mm. like village and kind of area, you know. But I, don't yeah. know, I wonder if they have like a ch- more Chinatown type place. I we just we pretty much just have Mexicans here. Yeah, so exactly. It's like, it's like that's <laughs> trying our... to go to the barrio. <laughs> <laughs> this whole town is a little Mexico. <laughs> Truly, um, best tacos. Best tacos. Don't fight me, or you know what? Come at me. I don't give a Come shit. Check out my taco spots. Taco Cabana. <laughs> All authentic tacos. <laughs> <laughs> anyways Mark, this martin screlly looking motherfucker is such a piece of shit like i don't understand how he rose to prominence and why suddenly he thinks that he has like all the power mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i think that's like the difference between him and uncle hoy is that it's like the difference between having power and mm-hmm. controlling it versus like being young and trying to attain that same yeah. level of power and how hungry and like violent you have to be to kind of get there in a world like this you know yeah. but he doesn't really cast any aspersions of like deserving respect from his peers know, or anything. Yeah. He's just kind of like angry I wonder, and I yeah. wonder if it's just bankroll. Yeah. It must be. That he's just he obviously has a a lot of money from having risen in this world, you know. But yeah, yeah we don't get a good explanation on it's how it's from it, buying Dar Darapim. Oh, it's the Darapim. <laughs> it's from selling the Wu Tang album <laughs> for a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, but yeah, no. So like the first thing he does whenever Alan joins his crew is he sends Alan and crazy motorcycle man who becomes patch yeah. later, patch Adams, patch Adams, <laughs> uh, patch Allen. Um, they, they go and bust up one of uncle Hoy's like chop shops. Mm-hmm. And I think it's through Alan's direction that they hit that spot yeah. because Alan's the one that knows he's the one that knows how to get on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I just, they don't really ever say why. He Alan, chooses. I guess because consolidation? Yeah. I don't know. Like, what? What is the... And, it, and maybe it even goes back to the being in too deep kind of thing <clears throat> where it just feels like what he would need to do in mm-hmm. that moment, you know? Like, if not, you know, he would just become another victim of Uncle Hoy's whole group who right. would just eventually get assassinated, you know, over whelmed and assassinated by Johnny Wong. So it's probably like a mix of like survival and knowing like, oh, this is the real bad guy I need yeah. to take down, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. But it does force him to be put in this situation where he has to single-handedly murder Uncle Hoy. And yeah. dude, it's like a hugely dramatic scene where Uncle Hoy's like, nah, bro, I'm old. Fucking shoot my ass. Yeah. Like, I'm fine. He's but like, save, spare my guys. Spare the boys, yeah. Yeah, spare because he's got his crew with him. 
and they're all surrounded by fucking Johnny Wong's crew. Yeah, the Wong Tang Clan. The Wong Tang Clan. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Wong Tang Clan. Um, the Wong Tang Clan. <laughs> <laughs> we keep saying Tong, Wong Tang. No, yeah, Wong Tang Clang. Wong Tong Clang. <laughs> Wong Tong Clang. Now we're just being racist. Now we're just now we're just doing Chinese like fake Chinese talk. God damn! It. I just can't get over this one million dollar Wu Tang record. <laughs> and just the fact that the FBI is just like yeah, bumping bump away. <laughs> You know that's like their most precious item. <laughs> that and the aliens. <laughs> they have the aliens listening <laughs> the to the Wu-Tang Clan. That's what we're shooting out into space now? <laughs> like we're nothing to fuck with. <laughs> oh, God, bring the fucking ruckus. Bring the fucking ruckus. <laughs> oh, oh Do you see all that shit about apparently there's fucking aliens now? Yeah. Like hard proof there's aliens. Yeah. I keep seeing that, but I don't keep seeing any of the hard proof that apparently exists. It's just some retired guy saying, like, no, we definitely have bodies that are not human. We definitely have UFOs, you know. So it's just one guy saying stuff well, is he, the hard evidence. What it is is he's testi- he's testifying under oath. Oh, well. And so, and at this point, I, I think the government just doesn't give a shit. They're like, uh, who cares? Yeah. Like, like, because there was that footage of the UFO like a couple years ago uh-huh. and where literally the Air Force was like, we don't know what the fuck that was. And... I, everyone was like, they're here, they're real, and the world did not change. Yeah, we didn't care. And now this guy comes out and he testifies under oath that like, oh yeah, we definitely have bodies that are not human. And once again, we're still sitting here, we're gonna, you know, eat McDonald's later, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, the world did not change. It didn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to matter until they like attack us. Yeah, until they actually do something that's meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> Besides just being dead already. <laughs> but because we have the Wu-Tang Clan, they can, we're warding them off for yeah, a little Exactly. They're, They're like, like, oh, we shouldn't fuck with this yeah. planet. Oh, shit. These guys are hard. They're bringing the fucking ruckus down there. <laughs> Whatever that means. We don't even know what that means. <laughs> Uh, they just hear Red Man's voice and like, oh, that is a scary man. Okay, never mind. <laughs> like, have y'all heard of these fucking terrifying monsters that come from Earth? <laughs> I would love that yeah. if we were just like scary creatures to everything else that's I, not from here. You I know? kind of feel like we might be. <laughs> they come down there, they're like, they have infested the entire planet. <laughs> yeah. They have chemicals in the water yeah. that make the frogs gay. What? <laughs> You fucking goddamn fucker. That's what Alex Jones would say to an alien if you ever saw one. (laughs) I never sucked any ding-dongs. You're not putting a probe in my anus. (laughs) There's no proof a probe was ever in my anus. I never probed any anuses. (laughs) Okay. Martin Scurley tells Alan to kill... Martin (laughs) Scurley. Tells him to kill Uncle Hoy. And so he does... And the whole time he's like having to like do this obvious two faced thing of like being super sorrowful and then turn around and be like smiling and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like and it's just like, like I like it. He's like yeah, tears in yeah. his eyes. He's he's like, this is a good time. Yeah, he's like, it was good. I liked it. It's fun. <laughs> but then I guess also to like cover his own back and also out of his own frustration and, and sorrow, mm-hmm. he turns around and uses the Uzi on the rest of Hoy's the men. I well, that are I at least with that. him. Yeah, yeah, I genuinely I couldn't believe that. I, I was, was like, oh, they're going to join, 
like Skrelly's crew, I which guess. would make sense to me. It's just yeah. power absorption. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, all right, I either join this guy now, mm-hmm. or they're gonna kill us, or I'm now homeless and useless. You yeah. Know? <clears throat> oh boy, but yeah, he kills the rest of them, and then that's when tequila's there, and he's wearing the 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 full like SWAT gear that he's wearing. <laughs> he's on fully hard boiled. Yeah. He's <laughs> fully hard boiled. He's got that bandage over his eye. Like this, the poster doesn't ever really happen. Where he's holding the baby in this in this suit. garb, that's yeah. true. It's I don't even think it happened right there. I'm very confident those were put pieced together after yeah, the fact. Look, <laughs> look, they're even in the pathway going to the vault mm-hmm. underneath the hospital. <laughs> like this, this scene never happens. It's like the it's a compilation of all the best hits of this this movie. <laughs> the baby being easily the best hit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but then, uh, yeah. And tequila shows up and then there's motorcycles uzis gunfight galore it's, he's he's one man versus an army and that's all he needs <laughs> dude there's a part where he unholsters the shotgun off of his back in like this like on one knee swooping motion and he just like flips it around and he shoots a guy on a motorcycle and it explodes it's like michael the- bay also exploded in that moment <laughs> yeah. if you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, he's like here comes the motorcycle <laughs> he's like look at Xiao Yun Fat flip that fucking shotgun oh. do you think Michael Bay just plays this movie in the background anytime he's having sex it's just like oh it's the only way he can get off yeah. he's just like wait wait it's coming it's coming yeah. he's like ah <laughs> uh, it's when the hospital explodes <laughs> damn this movie inspired the Joker Heath oh. Ledger's Joker watched this movie and he was like, I'm going to do that one. I'm going to blow up a hospital. <laughs> Make sure they get all the babies out very slowly and <laughs> systematically, though. Anyway, no, that shot is incredible. He shoots a guy. It's slow motion. But then there's another. He shoots a second guy off of a motorcycle. And then he shoots a third guy and it explodes. But this time it's not in slow motion. And it's the funniest like shot because it's just like... <laughs> You know, he's just like already on the ground, just like on fire. It's kind of incredible. I love the part where fucking I, or I guess it's later on in the movie, or no, it's when they first raid where I Patch throws the two mm-hmm. grenades into a house, and I was like, he needed two grenades. I yeah, like, it's a small little room. There's three guys in a tiny little offset room in the chop shop, and he throws two grenades in there. He was like, I need these guys super dead. <laughs> One boom, not enough. Yeah. I need double boom. <laughs> I fucking the the. The production value of all the mm-hmm. like action and explosions is obviously where the full budget of this film yeah. went into, and it works. You know yes. what I mean? Like w- the action scenes, you could just watch the action scenes in this movie: the tea house scene, yeah, the chop shop scene, and then going into the hospital, and mm-hmm. you will have gotten a full fledged experience, in my opinion, because yeah. it is so engaging and entertaining. Honestly, it is some of the most engaging and entertaining action I think I've ever seen in yeah. my entire life. Having now seen all four John Wick movies, you've you know, seen all four of them. I've seen. I went and saw the wow. fourth one in theaters, um, but it just. Seeing those movies, some part of you always feels displaced where you're like, this doesn't feel, this feels unreal. It's unreal yeah. this man could do these things, even with bulletproof mm-hmm. va- or jacket and all this stuff. Yeah. It just feels so unbelievable. But somehow to see this film, I'm like, oh, this makes perfect sense. This guy could do these things. <laughs> all this action makes total sense. Yeah. I think the unreality of the John Wick movies is the allure. Yeah. It's like 
this is ins- it's like literally a superhero yeah and i think part of it is maybe that it's too clean you know there's mm-hmm. hardly ever collateral damage oh, even when he true. is fighting in like heavily public areas like yeah. everything's just very everything, like everything, only bad guys die you know it's very precise it's very yeah while this movie is a huge mess dude every time all the time people innocent people are just constantly dying yeah. even in that scene where it is technically like the chop shop of uncle yeah. Boy, there's those just guys a bunch- don't have guns yeah it's just they're like a bunch of workers working, yeah they're busy working and cutting up gun or cars and shit yeah you're right yeah that's so true like the john wick movies everything is so precise mm-hmm. john wick himself is like just a precise robot that yeah. just does the thing perfectly you're telling me in the tea house scene uh tequila didn't accidentally shoot someone he didn't mean to <laughs> with all those fucking bullets there's fucking no way I you know, know? Like- yeah <laughs> <laughs> and but we even get those implications later on in the movie with Tony Long when he in when they're in the hospital and in a panic and that other cop walks up to him and he fucking shoots yeah. him and he freaks out and he's like I just shot a cop yeah. and Tequila's like forget it it happens yeah. if this shit happens you he's just gotta like, move past it well at first he's like you're delusional yeah. it didn't happen yeah. and then after that he's like yeah it was a cop <laughs> just trying to get him psychologically through it yeah and that scene by the way mm-hmm. i don't know if you know this but it is all one shot mm-hmm. they literally get in the elevator he freaks out and there's a fucking art department running around rearranging oh, the shit. outside of the elevator to make it look like a completely different wow. floor so it, when the doors open it's just the same area but completely redone wow. and it was all taken in one single shot holy shit which is un- there's so much of that in this yeah. film that's unbelievable the you know like how much work and effort yeah. went into those kinds of parts and the, there are so many like incredibly long shots that they get yeah. of action sequences especially once we get to the hospital yeah you know the hospital is it's it's almost self-indulgent yeah absolutely <laughs> but in the best way <laughs> especially for someone like john woo who you know this is like this is his magnum opus when it comes to his run of action films in china mm-hmm this is like his his big calling card to then get, you know, I think next comes out Hard Target, which is the Christian Slater movie, and then Face Off, and then Mission Impossible. You know, like, it just, this is like his magnum opus, mm-hmm. and it, I think it, it shines. And, like, plot in this movie almost doesn't matter except for these two characters. You know what I mean? And tequila, it almost doesn't matter at all because he's just dead set on getting a job done. Yeah. No matter how many bullets he spends. You know what I mean? And so, like, this whole, you know, chop shop scene where there's explosions and everything, and this is this is their like sitting down and having a cup of coffee heat scene. Yeah. Where they finally they've seen how formidable each other are, and they both have guns. Like there's Dude, smoke everywhere. I love it so much. And they both pull the guns on each other, and Tequila pulls, pulls the, trigger. the trigger, and it's empty. The only time a clip is empty in this whole, <laughs> the whole fucking movie. The only time. There's, there's twice. It, there's also the part with the revolver later on where you oh, have to true. pop it open. Yeah. And all the bullets are gone. But like but yeah. the most impactful time when like the Magnum is fully empty. Yeah. And Tony Leung doesn't even have to pull his trigger because he's like basically telegraphing to to tequila yeah like i don't have to kill you i won (laughs) i won but also like i'm a cop yeah you know what i mean he doesn't it it doesn't really matter to alan at this point and so he gets away and then 
that's when you know I, just, just the scene is just incredible that slow motion of i just and like, the thing is is it does what the diner scene in heat does without mm. them ever really having to say a fucking word to each other yeah. you know it's unspoken it's just mm. their ver- their visual communication with each other that yeah. really exactly gets that tone of like we're both badasses mm-hmm. i won this situation now i'm gonna put the hammer back up on my gun and walk yeah. away because i don't actually want to kill you, you know? yeah it's pretty incredible I love this movie so much. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is, you're right. I mean, the the plot feels almost a little secondhand to mm-hmm. the action, but I still was very emotionally invested in these characters. You know, like I felt for uh, Tequila and the fact that he lost his partner who yeah. was his best drummer, you know, like, yeah. fuck, he didn't, Tony Long probably can't play drums, oh, you no, know, like absolutely he not. lost his drummer forever. You know? <laughs> Um, and so, and even with Tony Long's struggles with just, you know, having to like be this person, it's like it, exa- the paralleling it to the departed is so accurate. Mm. And I think that's partly why maybe this movie did oh, attach, get, attach yeah. to me so well, because that is my favorite film. Um, his struggles of having to play this, you know, two faced kind of game of being two completely different people. Yeah. Like I really felt it in his acting, you know, like mm-hmm. that he is struggling. I mean, you're right. It's so silly in that scene with, where he has to kill Uncle Hoy. Uh-huh. Or is it jumping back and forth? good time you know but i still felt it you know what i mean i was like i felt the the internal struggle of him being like fuck i don't want to fucking do this but i literally have no fucking choice you know yeah and yeah he does such a great job there's the boat scene that turns into a boat shootout where i believe that's the rest of hoy's men Mm -hmm. they know that alan has betrayed them so they go to try and finish the job on i forgot about that yeah and they have more of a discussion there, and then that's where we find out the significance of the paper cranes. Yeah. They're for that's each right. person that he's had to kill. Yeah. And they're all over his boat house. They're like hanging all along the roof, you know. Um, but that scene is awesome. Yeah. More action, just on a fucking boat, a not moving boat. I couldn't believe he got shot, you know. I know, yeah. He gets shot like down his back with the shotgun. Um but yeah, I mean, pretty much from this point on, because then Tequila and him, like... They finally... That's them actually meeting up, yeah, yeah. And agreeing to work together to take down Johnny. Yeah. yeah. And then the rest of the movie, we find out that Johnny Wong, his armory, is hidden underneath a hospital, which is kind of incre- incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and that uh, motorcycle crazy man turns into Patch Man. Dude. Which, if you rewatch the scene where he gets exploded, yeah. he hardly gets exploded, and it's on the opposite side of his face. So how would that? Maybe he fell onto that. Yeah, 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 he fell, on, he fell, he fell onto, onto a the stick. fire. Yeah. yeah, it inspired Harvey Dent to fall into the fire. <laughs> <It's> like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. The rest of the movie is hospital, mm-hmm. where Foxy. They have to beat him up because they find out that Foxy has betrayed them. Yeah, both sides really. So yeah, they yeah. they don't they shoot and kill him too. They like throw well, him no, off a bridge. So what happens is. At one point, the lieutenant meets up with Alan, and he gives him a lighter. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. And so Alan, you know, places the lighter in his like front shirt. Yeah, pocket. while he's like kicking the fuck out yeah. of him, he drops it in his pocket, and then perfectly shoots the lighter. Dude, that's some fucking Clint Eastwood <laughs> shit right there. Yeah, in order to just incapacitate uh, Foxy. Foxy. Yeah, to where he falls over the bridge, and then shows up at the jazz bar. That's right. And then that's whenever uh, Tequila's like. Okay, tell my woman that I'm going to be at the hospital. And then that's where Alan and Tequila re- meet up to like help Foxy. Yeah. Which is crazy because they, they have like this like almost soundproof plan. 
and then somehow they get distracted away from Foxy to then Patch comes and kills Foxy, which is like the most gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. There's a blood trail going to the dumpster where he throws Foxy in. I forgot about that. Holy shit. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's a lot of blood. Yeah. <laughs> movie's fucking gruesome at times. <laughs> and then the hospital is the craziest shit because we have Wong's guy, Johnny Wong's guy's dressed as security guards and there's also guys in just you know sports jackets and then we have the police dressed as patients or doctors and then the SWAT comes in and it's just no one knows who anyone is and somehow only one guy gets accidentally killed by (laughs) Alan that's so true (laughs) and he's dressed like a cop too (laughs) the only guy in uniform gets (laughs) gets Um, killed but yeah it's like the last hour is the hospital. They go down to the safe, which is like almost Mission Impossible style. Definitely, like they have to break into this in safe. this like creative way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he has to do like a perfect, another perfect shot onto yeah. a spot, yeah. Uh, he has to shoot a a bullet inside of they they undo bullets to get the gunpowder out. Yeah. They shove it into a pipe, and then they put the bullet in where the screw goes. And then he has to shoot the bullet to so blow it up. Blows up, up the, I guess, the gas in the line, yeah. I guess. But then it's wires in there. And so what Alan does is he pulls wires from the opposite side to, like, kind of hot wire the, the security Or, like, door. short circuit it, yeah. Yeah. But I, I was going to say, I think I'm going to pass a law once I become governor of Hollywood <laughs> that anytime anyone gets electrocuted in a movie, you got to show their skeleton. <laughs> If you're not doing it, you're not doing it right. It's got to be Lampoon. Here it is. (laughs) Finally. Please clap. (laughs) Uh, But I love that, I guess the morgue guys, like down at the bottom, like the mortuary guys are in on Johnny Wong's crew because they're like... I, are they like functioning like morticians? I, yeah, he, and I think also... he just has all these people on his payroll somehow. <laughs> Johnny Wong has just indisposable income from that fucking Wu Tang record. You know, <laughs> he can hire half of China at this yeah. point, apparently. So, because like they literally have to beat up the mortuary guys, and then they have to like find out that there's four doors. Those. Yeah, like, the, where I, they keep the bodies. Yeah, yeah, the body doors where it's like a big secret door. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> it's cool. It's honestly such a cool design for all of this shit. Like, like it's it's almost video game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it feels like something where the stakes are just instantly raised because of the location of these. You know, it could have easily been in, like, bad guy base number one or something. Yeah. And then it would just be like, oh, okay, they just have to break into a, a hold, you know, a hold. But no, the fact that it's like, oh, no, this is the bottom of a hospital full of patients and babies. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, well, let's exactly. make sure we know about the babies. You know? And so, yeah, there's the part where um, Teresa and Lieutenant or Superintendent Peng mm-hmm have to convince the doctor to actually evacuate the hospital. And it seems... That part was frustrating as hell, too. But also, it is an impossible task, because as we soon see, they are running out as the fire alarm is pulled, and there's men up in the top windows gunning down everyone. That was the most confusing part for me. There was no reason for them to just be murdering the patients unless they're just assuming there's cops in the pool. But even at that, like the chances of you killing a cop and you're just mowing down all these patients is like little to none. Like, like, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. So they're just mowing them down. Like, fuck these people. And it seems futile, truly. 
Until we realize that I think Patch is going around the hospital laying down C4. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like, oh, okay, so there is now stakes. Fucking Patch that's, Allen. That's, that doesn't happen until after they start evacuating the people. What's the point of even blowing up the hospital then just to cover I his- I don't know. Cover his tracks, you know, like they're trying to hide the fucking the sa- the, the, gun the safe. vault. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, Johnny Wong's a terrible. Uh, <laughs> he's a terrible, terrible planner. Yeah, he's a terrible planner. He's bad at uh, fucking coming up with ways to get back at these people. You know, he's like, I'll just blow up the whole fucking hospital. There's a good chance they'll be in there when it happens. Uh, unfortunately, Teresa's whole thing is that she's obsessed with babies, as any woman would be, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And so she's like obsessed with evacuating the babies because literally no one else is doing it and so luckily the SWAT team is ready there to start dropping the babies in their carts yeah dude just all the ways we see the babies getting transported was so silly to me and the fact that it gets so stressful at times we're like they're like hanging like bringing babies down then they start getting shot at you know and it's like oh my god higher than them shooting the SWAT guys and they're dying and they still holding the babies and it's just like what is happening don't they like throw a baby at one point like I swear there's just this is where the movie gets a little unhinged but in the best way it's incredible like This goes on, okay, so after there's the vault scene where they fight Patch. Yeah. And Patch just will never die. And they they even, uh, Tommy Wong, or Johnny Wong, releases, like, oh, gas. Like poison gas, yeah. Into the vault, and still, like, Patch escapes, escapes, and then Tequila and Alan are just, like, loading up their arsenal, <laughs> getting ready. They're loading up their loadouts for Call of Duty, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, well, I would even have a poison system set up for that vault. But they you know don't even—they don't give a shit about yeah. the poison. They kind of cough like once. What if it was just a bunch of farts? <laughs> it wasn't even poison. He's like, I'm just gonna ruin it's their day. Patient farts from the hospital. They funnel them down. They're like, oh, stinky oh, shit. All right, <laughs> what the, the, the this hospital feeds some terrible food. You're like, this is actually embarrassing. Could be impairing us a little bit, and this is a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, I don't want to touch any of these guns now. They smell like fart. Yeah. But, okay, so these are, like, the two most formidable humans with guns in Ever. the galaxy. Next to Patch. And Patch next is to Patch. also pretty formidable. Yes, yeah. that's true. And Johnny Wong is like, yeah, they can hang out in my, in my vault forever. Like My arsenal. Send, yeah. send a whole crew of dudes down there. Throw grenades in there yeah. or something. Why isn't Patch triple grenading their asses, you know? Uh, yeah, triple grenade. <laughs> He's like, you take like two grenades for each guy, four grenades. Go ahead. Like, yeah, like you would think there'd be a better plan, like to just like <laughs> seal them in there. And if anything, just trap them. And then knowing that the C4 will collapse yes. the building on top of them. That's true. He's like, no, I'm going to give them a chance. <laughs> but after they escape or after they leave the vault, it's literally 40 minutes of shootout, intense, like hospital, like hostage shit. There's the part where. Tony Leung dresses as an officer pretending to have tequila like Chewbacca style like Mm -hmm. prisoner and they kind of just wink at the inspector and Teresa to the point where all the rest of the cops that are understand yeah Yeah, and so they just shove they all each cop gets to shove down 10 patients as then only Tommy Wong's guys are standing and they gun them down it's just like insane like just absolutely crazy, like off the wall, like crazy guns, like everyone. There's squibs, crazy, like this movie. It's forty minutes of like dropping babies out of windows and guns being yeah, shot, shooting at and squibs. Yeah, 
and I swear to God, like I noticed the same guy die t- three times. You know what I mean? Like these doubles are jumping in, pretending now to be a different cop or yeah. a different goon, and it's it's for like four. It felt like I was playing the last level of a video game, like Max Payne three. Or something. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> It's incredible. It's honestly incredible. Yeah. And I I loved every second of it. You know, like it just it really draws you into the last part of the film. And even though it does feel like it goes on for a long time, I never felt like it totally got redundant. Right. You know what I mean? I was still very invested in like, oh shit, are they gonna get all the babies out? Oh mm-hmm. shit, they forgot a fucking baby. Mm-hmm. Now fucking hard boiled has to carry a baby with him, you know? Yeah. Like badass. <laughs> yeah. There's a part so yeah, Alan's destined to fight patch mm-hmm. and then tommy wong shows shows up johnny wong i keep calling him tommy wong johnny wong shows up and there's a part where before johnny wong actually walks into the room alan and patch are on opposite sides of handicapped mm-hmm. patients patients with like wheelchairs and crutches and, blatantly helpless <laughs> yes and it's almost like they have this knowing glance at each other from across these patients like Let's let them go. Yeah. And they do. They they start to let them go. But then Johnny Wong comes in and just, just obliterates them. Instantly mows them all down. <laughs> and I was going to make the joke. It seems a little insensitive. But I was like, what if Patch was like, my people? Because <laughs> he's handicapped now. <laughs> he's like, I, those are my friends. <laughs> yeah. And which is kind of what happens. He's yeah. like, what the fuck did you do that for? And he's like, if you have to question me, then you're done so, yeah. homie. And he blows him away. The all the last guy that can stand a chance against Tequila and Alan, Johnny Wong basically, you know, sends his in his resignation to life by killing this man. It feels like the end of Equilibrium where it's like all of a sudden the guy that's just been sitting behind a desk <laughs> the whole time is the most formidable opponent yeah. for fucking Christian Bale. It's like, where did this come from? Yeah. You know, like- <laughs> <laughs> fucking Preston. God damn it. Fucking Preston. Yeah. Johnny Preston Wong. That's his fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, pretty funny. But then, yeah, the last baby. It's it's in the last baby. It's in Tequila's arms. <laughs> That's what this movie should be called. And there's like an explosion or there's some sort of fire and Tequila's on fire. And so the baby helps out Tequila by pissing on his leg. I did I was so confused what was happening and he had like he verbally and I was like, Oh, that makes sense. We're just like, Oh, you helped me out, you peed on you peed the fire out. And I was like, That's fucking insane. Okay. This movie's incredible. This movie's fucking incredible. I don't know why we made any other movies after this movie. We should Hollywood <laughs> should just quit. Yeah. Yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood should have shut down once they watched Hard Boiled. They're like, we figured it out. Then China figured it out. <laughs> they made, it's like the Moon Race, you know? They They're made like, the greatest fucking movie. Yeah, it's the Moon Race. This is this is Lance Armstrong and and fucking Buzz Aldrin walking on the moon, but instead they got loaded guns and a baby full of piss. <laughs> I love that the baby does not freak out the entire time. Yeah. Too. It's like once it's in his arms, it's like I understand the objective. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm. F- I got a full bladder just in case of fire, buddy. I would have loved if he would have like blown someone away with the shotgun, and the baby would have been like, ha ha. You know <laughs> I'm like, this baby's badass. He's hard boiled. I was worried the baby was gonna. After looking at the poster, I was yeah. worried the baby was gonna be on his arm more of the movie. Oh yeah, that it was like some. Like it was like I thought it was gonna be Lone Wolf and Cub, you know what I mean? Where he's just stuck with a baby the entire like throughout some entire crazy situation, yeah. Which I mean, they're in the hospital for the last hour of the movie, and he only gets the baby for like the last like five minutes, yeah, maybe. That's true. Which is great. 
Um, and then he passes it off to Teresa, but then there's Johnny Wong. He's out, out there at the bottom. And everyone's just kind of watching as he fights Alan. Well, aren't they? Isn't he holding Alan? Alan goes That's after him and right. he walks out and he has Alan hostage. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it's like, how did he overcome this person? You know, like, I guess Johnny Wong was truly a more formidable, formidable opponent than yeah. we expected, you know, because like, somehow he overtakes Alan, who we, I guess, can argue is in an emotional state of pure distress at this point. Yeah. Um, and it's probably not at his prime. But even still, I love that entire sequence where Tequila is just like, no, I'm not dealing with this. You <laughs> know, mm-hmm. just fucking blasts him away. Well, Alan shoots himself. Oh, that's right. He shoots right through himself, right? Yeah. And I think it's to, like, take himself off the table. Yeah. But also, was he trying to shoot Johnny Wong and like, did he Like, shoot? through his own body? Yeah, yeah maybe he, he does. But then regardless, Tequila shoots him in the head, right? He shoots Tommy Wong in yeah. the head. Johnny Wong. Johnny Wong. Yeah, right, in the, right in the fucking skull. He shoots, yeah, he shoots Scarelli right in the fucking <laughs> skull. He's like, no more Dramamine for you. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Wu-Tang album now. <laughs> It's how you earn it. You have to kill the person who owns it. Yeah. You know, we'd have to destroy the entire FBI, FBI to be able to earn to that, that record. And now all the aliens, apparently. <laughs> it's too much, man. We, we don't have much. the we don't have the infinite bullet syndrome this movie does to get that job done. Have you seen the price of bullets? It's obnoxious. <laughs> um, good movie. It looks like how about great movie? They they kind of do the ending where it looks like they're mourning Alan. Yeah. But then Alan is on his boat. Is on his boat on his way to Antarctica. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that was his dream throughout it. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it's always day there, and he no longer has to hide in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> that's some Batman shit. <laughs> that is some Batman shit for sure. <laughs> that's some that's some old man Pacino falling asleep. <laughs> I love that he's on his way to Antarctica because there's no indication he's slightly prepared for that kind of journey, both on the boat or the fact that he's going to a place that's going to be like arctically cold you know yeah. he's wearing like a, a bahama uh, Tom, tommy bahama t-shirt and he's just like all right i'm on my way yeah. <laughs> oh god it's good it's so this movie fucking blew me away i'm not i can't even i mean the adr on it is fucking horrendous it yes. doesn't even look like they're speaking the language yeah, so they're besides, speaking. besides the dub where it's i watched in in with the dub and mm-hmm. the sub i watched it twice the dub was hilarious yeah it was very much like what do you think you're doing? I don't know. I'm going to fight the guy. You know, like, it's just like, they're like yelling. It's, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like, I'm going to play a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, of it. I do want to hear at least a little bit of it. It sounds like it was dubbed by the South Park guys. Oh, really? Like, it seriously, it's crazy. I would have loved to have dubbed old Chinese movies. I'm going to try and find the part where the, uh, the inspector and. Uh, tequila are like yelling at each other. Oh, in the office? Yeah. I think it happens before. No, it's right there. Yeah. You found it pretty easy, actually. Oh, yeah. I want to hear him scream in English. He's like, ah! He's <laughs> like, dang it! Because <laughs> there's no reason to have dubbed this part. They did. They absolutely did. <laughs> See, look, he like yells two different times, but that was just one continuous yell. <laughs> <laughs> And this is because he had to kill uh, Uncle Hoy. Uncle Hoy, yeah, he's just this emotionally conflicted. Listen to this. Who is he? (laughs) We both know him. How come he didn't shoot me? I told you already to lay off this case, Yoon. 
They tell sound, me who he it is. It sounds like a live re, re like like we were seeing this movie live. live and there's two guys on stage with microphones. <laughs> yeah. Like doing it live. Yeah. Who is he? <laughs> I wish he were. You can Somehow hear the echo. Listen, the way they they go, were. You know, it sounds just like Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Try it. Try it. I wish he were. <laughs> Somehow I don't think he is a triad. If I see him, he's a dead duck. Just thought I'd tell you. Thank you. Sergeant Yoon, get back here! <laughs> I don't have to tell you the reasons for things. You'd better remember that. It'd be a smart move nonetheless. If I'd had slugs the other night, I'd have killed a cop. <laughs> Aren't we so darn self-righteous? <laughs> As a matter of fact, back at the tea house, you did. Yeah. Well, regardless. that's incredible. <laughs> they, they like there was so many parts where I was like, Jesus, Christ. they sound just like Who is he? <laughs> fucking South Park guys. Like it sounds like they're doing South Park voice. It's kind of fucked up. It sounded like those guys were also kind of doing an accent just a little bit to sound just slightly, <laughs> like slightly Asian, Chinese, <laughs> very very slightly Chinese. Who is he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I earlier I compared this game to or this movie to a game, mm -hmm. and you were like. Oh, like like Max Payne three. Uh, there's a sequel to this movie that is a video game. What? And just a video game, or the, they yeah. made a sequel and it became a video game? No, it's the sequel is a video game. You play as Tequila, and it's called Stranglehold. It's called John Woo Presents Stranglehold, and it's a Max Payne clone. You do bullet time and shit. No, you, like, I, don't, I don't even care if Max Payne came out first. It's the clone. Well, <laughs> here's the other thing. I would argue that Hard Boiled inspired Max Payne. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Max Payne is the clone. <laughs> like, Holy shit, this looks incredible. Do you have this on your Steam Deck? I have it on my Steam Deck, and I've been playing it. I played it last is it night. Good? It's good? It's crazy. <laughs> but it it's not... It has, because it's a PC... Oh, that looks like Uncharted or something. Yeah, I know, right? Because it's a PC game, It it's older, and it doesn't have controller support. Oh, no. So, like, the right joystick is a mouse, and so you're just, like, like <laughs> super spinny, like, super quick. Um, but regardless, no, I've been playing it, and it's a lot of fun. It's literally tequila going to kill drug dealers. Really? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the whole premise. That's the whole And premise. a stronghold. <laughs> Or stranglehold. Yeah. Yeah, in a stranglehold. But like literally you you pull the right the left trigger and you dive and you're in slow motion. It's bullet time like like Max, Max Payne, Payne. Literally. And you have guns akimbo and you're just pop 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 just shooting fools down. It's a lot of fun. That but sounds it, like an amazing game. Because the movement is PC and it and I'm controlling with a joystick, it does make me a little motion sick, especially because it's on a handheld like this close to my face, you know? But it it's a lot of fun. I'm I sure just, there's a way you can hook up a mouse and keyboard to your fucking Steam oh, yeah. Deck. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, pretty cool, pretty crazy. I just wanted to bring it up because I No, I now was... I want to play it. We're gonna we're gonna get <laughs> out this cast and we're gonna play some stranglehold. That looks fucking awesome. <laughs> and for the when did the game come out? In like two thousand because it looks not that bad. It looks yeah. like an old Hitman game or something, you know, and I guess that makes sense. PC kind of was the forefront of game uh 
Yeah. Fucking, what am I saying, graphics at that time? You know? I mean, it did. It oh, came no, out in 2007. Came but PlayStation it, it came 3 out, on Xbox. It came out on the Xbox and PlayStation 3. I always wanted it, and I didn't know that it was directly related to one of John Woo's movies. I just knew it had an actor, a Chinese actor, yeah. and I knew it was John Woo who was a director. Who did gun? Yeah, movies. I mean, like they stick Tom Clancy's name on all kinds of games right. that I'm sure that man's never even looked at or signed off yeah. on, you know. <laughs> but what's funny, I I got to the second level, which is like on a more tropical like island area, which is the scene where you said like, "Oh, it looks like Uncharted." Mm-hmm. But before that, I fought the first level's boss, and it was literally a gold-haired dude in a gold suit with a bazooka, and it was insane. <laughs> but right before I fought him. John Wu was there bartending for tequila, and he did the whole like like slam his tequila or his uh his vodka. I want to play the... this game so goddamn bad now. <laughs> <laughs> You're just selling it to me more and more. I I wonder if there's like a costume selection where I can get him in the hard boiled cover. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> and, like w- one of the guns is a handgun, the other one's a baby, and it just shoots piss out. <laughs> It's holding the other gun. Yeah, <laughs> it fires the other gun in your other hand. Oh God! Um, great, great fucking movie. Great movie. I'm so glad you brought this to the fucking table. I wish we had watched this a uh, hundred years ago. I know. I wish yeah. we would have seen this when we started. This should have been our first movie. <laughs> <laughs> we would have just. We wouldn't have even had to keep doing the podcast. We'd have been done. Yeah, We'd we be like, well, we retired. did. We did what mattered. You know, <laughs> the hard boiled podcast. We talk about hard boiled every week. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, oh shit man thank you guys for listening if you guys made it this far please rate and review us wherever you guys get podcasts and follow us on instagram that's gonna be in the show notes below kenny is there anything you want to say to close out the show uh just fucking just go watch hardboiled it's for fucking free on youtube it's that easy go yeah. do it right now you're gonna go. love it go watch hardboiled eric eric um. <laughs> You heard us, Eric. It's easy. It's oh, right there. Man. But uh, yeah, just keep fucking that chicken. I, yeah. I'm sure 10 chickens got fucked in this movie and we just didn't <laughs> see it happen. All right. Well, thank you guys for wa- listening. I already said all that. And uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see you then. And we'll see you on another time. Bye, Bye. guys. I'm a demon. Oh my god, you love it? Oh god. Four strength, four sand, leather belt. <laughs>